Take a break from your busy schedule and join Harold Sala for Guidelines for Living. Christmas is over. At least it is for most of you. However, in some places, such as Ukraine and Russia, Christmas is observed in early January. But no matter when you celebrate Christmas, there comes a time when it's over, and when it's over, it's over. Actually, you may be rather glad that Christmas is behind you because now you can start to put your home in order and get the kids back in school. Others of you may also be glad it's over, not because you can now eliminate the mess caused by children or grandchildren, but because in your heart you felt the loneliness and quietness of your room as you sat by yourself all alone and did battle with the memories of the past. There's always a psychological letdown after any big push, and the post-Christmas blues are part of it. It would not only be inaccurate, but rather foolish if I told you that your emotions should never dip. No one enjoys a perfectly level plane of emotional stability, not even the principal characters of the nativity drama. After the excitement of Jesus' birth and the visit from the shepherds, there had to be a letdown for Mary and her husband Joseph. It's well possible that a period of time, perhaps 12 to 18 months, elapsed after Jesus' birth until the wise men came who were guided by the star. In the meanwhile, life took on a daily schedule of shopping, cooking, cleaning, and washing. There must have also been large periods of time, even in the life of Jesus, which were neither spectacular nor exciting. Following what happened at Bethlehem came the two-year sojourn in Egypt as Herod sought the life of the infant Jesus. As Jesus grew up, his early childhood was lived in a rather dull village called Nazareth, where Joseph had a carpenter shop. The most outstanding, and I think I could add exciting event in the youth of Jesus, was the trip to Jerusalem at age 12 when he became separated from his parents and amazed the learned doctors of the law. Luke actually passes over those years by saying simply that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. There's good news, friend, no matter where you are or who you are or how you feel. The coming of Jesus to our earth has an abiding importance the week after Christmas and the week after that. His coming can bring the touch of God to your life in such a way that the common, routine, even ordinary things can take on new significance. How? By accepting and believing what Jesus said. Take note of the promises that he made to those who believe in him. For example, he said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. This includes the day after Christmas. It spans my times of depression or periods of loneliness. G. Campbell Morgan once read the words of Jesus in Matthew 28 to an old woman on her deathbed. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And then he said, Isn't this a wonderful promise? She replied, That isn't a promise. It's a fact. Be encouraged, no matter where you are, no matter how you feel, there is one who cares for you deeply. His care and presence is not dependent upon how you feel or the fluctuation of your emotions. Never forget that he promised, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
His presence can make a difference in your life. It will flood your heart with joy and lift your spirits. Remember, His Word cannot be broken. You've just heard Guidelines for Living. For more practical and inspirational messages, visit guidelines.org. If you find our devotionals helpful and would like to share them with others, consider supporting our ministry with a donation. Again, that's guidelines.org. Thanks for listening to Guidelines for Living.